This summer, Michael Bay presents Starring Megan Fox as Rin the Yordle. I just want to lay down on this sports car in a bikini. Michelangelo as Compy 386. Cowabunga Bros. And Optimus Prime as Jeff Wyckoff. I, I think, think this, this intro, intro is, is a, a dumb, dumb idea, idea Compy. Summer admission $5. Children and old people not allowed. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast with puns of damage. You're listening to Loila. This is episode 120 of Lolo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. I... You had to think about that, didn't you? <laughs> so here's the thing. Whenever I don't just write my intro script, I immediately want to call myself Compy386. <laughs> hey, man, you and everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> For some reason, it just like it 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 gets to that point. I introduce myself, and I'm like, and I'm well. You're like, I'm Jeff. I already said my name. Now I need to say Dave's name, which exactly. is Compy, right? Because Dave isn't my name. Yeah. Well, Dave is your name. No, it's Compy. On my driver's <laughs> license. And I'm yeah. anyway, Jeff Compy Eater three eighty six. What? I looked up the number one twenty, and did you know that in Super Mario sixty four? For the Nintendo 64, the maximum number of power stars a player can get is 120. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So we're about to go to a place where Mario has never gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least, like, relatively, in, like, an episode versus stars. In number of power stars, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to us. So, uh, with me, as always, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Coffee 386 <laughs> Yep. And uh, if you can't tell, we've got our third chair with us this week, Rin the Yordle, a.k.a. Rin the Yordle. Hey, what's up? A.k.a. And, uh, the Fonz. Hey. hey. <laughs> this week, we got a full plate. We're going to think we're going to go all the way to four topics. We've got, uh, first of all, do we like Aframu now? Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Riot's Reddit-style boards and just where we think we stand with them, and a lesson on self-esteem. But first, one week later, called it, NAR is getting buffs pretty much across the board. If you recall from last week, uh, I had some pretty negative things to say about NAR, and it seems like most of them, the community, uh, have echoed since then. Well, uh, it turns out that a rioter by the name of Gypsy Lord, one of the champion designers, has hit the League of Legends forums, saying that there are some key issues with NAR as he is right now. Uh, one being that he's inconsistent in his contribution to the team. And two being that his lane phase is really hard. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And basically you called it and we got, you know, we didn't get as much email about calling you wrong. You know, you're right. Yeah. Everyone seemed to agree that, that, uh, you know, Narwhal, an extremely fun character, you know, all the things we talked about last week, he's just not good and right. something you're not going to want to play 
more than mm-hmm. once or twice. Uh, and, you know, we, we t- even talked last week about ways to fix him. We did get an email, uh, from someone suggesting this change, which I think is a step in the right direction. Uh, he says to make NAR better, they should make his ult in mini form do something small and then empty his rage bar so he can, uh, not, he won't have complete control, but he can prevent himself from changing to his terrible, terrible, terrible mega NAR <laughs> form. And that's from Priscilla Mancer. So. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that could be done to change him. Maybe that, some that would make him better, some that make him worse. But Riot clearly has a direction that they want to go with Narn. Uh, I think they like, and you said this last week, uh, that they like the unpredictability of his, uh, his form. Yeah. Uh, even though, I mean, it's not that it's unpredictable. It's just that it's difficult to control. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you, when you transform. But, uh, the, there's some key things that they're addressing. First of all, they are going to increase his hit point per five regeneration rate because basically as it is right now, really low. I think it's a three. Uh, he can't trade in lane because whoever mm-hmm. he's going to play against, it, they're going to regenerate faster than he will. Um, and that was a key issue that Nar had been experiencing. Like, Nar could get a lot of attention from his jungler, get like, you know, two or three early kills and still have to watch his back at every turn because he was, you know, a delicate little snowflake. Yeah. And for those of you who don't think HP regen is important, Riven's use, Riven, think of how annoying Riven is to lane against. Ugh. Riven's HP regen used to be over double what it is now. Just going to yeah. throw that out there. Oh man, I yeah. forgot about that. So actually. yeah, all you new people, <laughs> yeah, Riven was worse in the past. Yeah. So a- HP awful. regen is a big factor. The other is, uh, you know, maybe it would be less of an issue if you can't control when you change to Meganar if Meganar was like something you really wanted and looked forward to. Yeah, or at least was consistent because that's actually uh, another thing that they have fixed. They said it was a bug. Um, and I felt like there was something wrong here, but maybe I just didn't, I hadn't played enough games to figure it out before I got frustrated with the guy and kind of tabled him. And that was that apparently, uh, there was a bug that made it so his rage gene wasn't healing, uh, as soon as he transformed and was sometimes waiting for like a quarter of a second, half a second. So you die um, mid transformation. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. die mid transformation and you wouldn't, you'd, you know, still have all the limitations of the form while you were changing over, but you wouldn't have gotten any of the benefits yet. Um, Then there were other things, like uh, we talk about how hard his boomerang uh, and his boulder throw were to hit. Mm -hmm. Well, they're changing it. They're, you know, one, they're making it so that the boomerang has better logic, will, you know, be easier to catch and everything, which is great um, because it reduces his cooldown. And since he doesn't have a resource other than his rage, he can basically use it as fast as his cooldown comes up. Um, but the other thing that they're changing is that, uh, the, there, there's going to be a radius on the boulder now when it hits, uh, well, one, sorry, one, they're making it wider. So it's going to, you know, more like a boulder should be wider than a boomerang. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) They're going to make the boulder bigger so that it hits, it's more likely to hit something in its way. But then if it doesn't hit something and it lands on impact, it's actually going to hit stuff in a area around it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so, and so I like that a lot. Um, the other thing is that the, uh, this guy, uh, Gypsy Lord, he says that right now the current visual is just straight up lying to us for both the boomerang and for the boulder 
that the visual has like nothing to do with where it's actually positioned in the world yeah. and in the game. And that's why people are missing so much. Yeah, it, it's really confusing what little I've played with. Um, I kept trying to make sure I would catch the boomerang and it would fly off like way off to the right or the left hand side. I'm like, oh, my God, like I just barely wiggled. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And and, well, and you have to remember now that they're making, you know, their champion design is also adding new capabilities into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so like this boomerang is that's completely new code. Uh we talked about this back with Yasuo, his his wind wall. Once they made wind wall, that allowed them to make Brahms shield. Now they've got a bunch of new stuff with Nar, with the uh transformation, with the uh mm-hmm. boomerang and with his hop. That's a new mechanic. Look for look for mechanics that are based on that kind of code to to come out in new champions in the future. But yeah, yeah here at the beginning, there's going to be a, a a few you know wrinkles to iron out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, so it I mean, I could be expected. Yeah, but I could I could go through everything here. But needless to say, you know, there's there were bugs and improvements that had to happen uh, for his W. His R has received an AP ratio. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's how far they're having to go here. They're like, oh, you know what? We need to add, you know, an AP ratio to it to make it better. It's like the government. Um, Throw money at the problem, (laughs) and it eventually will go away. Just give everything to NAR, and, you know. (laughs) I mean, there was a problem with him. I think that it was uh, indicative. Usually when I say that a champion is terrible, we get at least three or four emails of people, you know, calling in to, to hate on me for uh, saying that someone's terrible and that I just don't know how to play them and everything. And, like, the worst we got this time around was someone who was, like, vaguely trying to coach me on, like, <laughs> what's good about his stuff. And, and like, I read through the whole thing, and I'm like, you know what? You sound really well-intentioned, buddy, but you also don't sound like you're very committed to the whole, like, Nar yeah. is a good champion argument. So. Yeah. Um, and, and usually, and, Jeff, you have to wait longer to find out that you yes. were right. You know, yeah. I mean, here's like a one week turnout. I well, like this. Did did I not say last week that this was going to be a Skarner situation? That it was going <laughs> to be like, you know, if he's out, we played him. He's terrible. He's buffed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the next major. I mean, they're doing only little things. I mean, yeah, the AP ratio and and fixing the bugs. But uh, I here let me allow me to make a prediction. The next change to Nar will make him ridiculously OP. Like you said, yeah. that that following that yeah. same Skarner trajectory. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And if it doesn't, then it'll be a uh, it'll be a uh, oh come on, I just uh, Yorick trajectory. In yeah. which case, it'll make it, it'll it'll like rein him in. He'll be okay, but he'll kind of like fall off to obscurity until someone decides to play him. Yeah, he'll be a sleeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. He'll be he'll be a sleeper, and then as soon as the one champion that he's really good against shows up. Then, you know, then people will start playing him again. But, uh. The Koreans will figure out some way to play him. Yeah. Like super OP like. (laughs) All right. So moving on. Um, this one, I actually first heard about this video from, uh, from a fan who sent it to me via email or Twitter. I'm not sure. Uh, and I just happened to have not seen it on the website yet. Uh, it was the Aframu video. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what was it? It was like what drives Afro, Afro uh, drive? Yeah, I almost called him Afro Mew. Like, <laughs> like he's like like a cat, like a cat, a, yeah, cat, a cat with a hairdo, you know? cat with a fro, <laughs> right? Um, 
And and so, you know, I think this is probably a, a, an important question. Do we like Afromove now? Um I I think I respect Afromove, which Yeah. is something that I didn't do before. Honestly, I mean, and this video does a good job of like uh Yes, it's totally, you know, like propaganda. Look at esports. It's so cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it does a good job of like Aframu was an entertainer as a streamer. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, he was and he did things, you know, like the the how to support and all this support is so easy, you know, and he was really flamboyant, really out there um, because he was entertaining and that was his his deal, you know, and once he made the transition to competitive and I think, you know, I, I had Aframu on my, uh, fantasy team. I think that his play is, is really good. You know, I think he's, since I, I don't like, what's his name? That guy that used to be on TSM anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? You know who right. I'm talking about. Yeah. Forget his name. But, uh, you know, Aframu is kind of like the North America, I mean, North American support. Who is who is the best? Probably Aframu. Yeah, you you're, you're probably right. I mean, if, if he's not the X, best, he's in the top three, top two at least. Yeah, I mean, X special is still nothing to wag your finger at. Um, I think that we shouldn't. I, I don't think that we should interpret uh, X specials or the performance of X specials team as being purely reflective of X special skills this year. Oh yeah. You know, the, that's the his name, Mick Special. <laughs> you, you actually forgot. <laughs> no, I um, didn't. I remember. I knew. I just didn't want to say it because uh-huh. it still hurts uh-huh. on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's probably the best support that we've got. Um, you know, I, I have to be a little forgiving of X, Expe- or of not of X Special, of Afro Moo. Um, I, I guess I knew this. When I first started not liking him, um, but I didn't really click with me that he's 21. Yeah. Like he's a young guy. And the, the fact that he was an entertainer before makes, now it makes more sense to me. And I guess, uh, also should have latched onto that. But, uh, so there's probably a little bit of personality acting out just because that that's the personality that, you know, got him where he is. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's a young guy. And he's still maturing. And, uh, I would actually say that we've watched him mature a great deal this year and, uh, grow a great deal, not just as a player, but as a person. And so, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm prepared to like Afromu. I'm prepared. Uh, he's still under the microscope, but yeah, I, I, and I'd have to agree. Like I, you know, I, I respect his, his ability as a player. And I like the fact that when he's playing, he's all business, you know, and, and that's his past as the entertainer. That's what I didn't like. I don't like showboating. I don't like touchdown dances. You know, my, (laughs) my, yeah, I grew up playing football and the, you know, our teams were always like, you know, uh, if you score a touchdown, act like you've done it before, you know, don't like make a big deal. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm so, I'm so awesome. Mm." You know, touchdown dance. I don't like that, you know, but. And Aframu, and he has been in LCS, just very, you know, almost clinical with his play. And he's pulled off some really great plays. Yep. And that's difficult to do as a support because, you know, 
it's it just is. It's probably the most difficult position to have highlight. You know, if you make a highlight reel, support is going to be the most difficult one to do it on. Yeah, yeah. But he's you, had some great plays, and like you said, I think you know our constant love hate relationship with Afrimu, I think, is because at on one hand we really want to like him because of that play. On the other hand, his you know his past, some of his immaturity in the past has kind of graded on us. Yeah. You know, I want to bring up uh, kind of a related topic here. I was just thinking, you know, if he he's only 21, I think that uh, there was an article published uh, recently that was talking about the age of players in esports, of professional uh, video game players, mm-hmm. and how, like, once you hit 24, you are over the hill. <laughs> like, that's yeah. retirement age for an esports player. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. I There's a lot of really, really young people in any kind of esports that you go into that's weird yeah and now i think uh you know what no let me let me refrain from saying what i think and actually propose the question to you too do you think that that is reflective of the uh youth of the medium uh at least as as something serious because we've had esports for years but um it's a little bit more serious now do you think that the fact that young players are the successful players and that at 24 people seem to peter out and disappear is that just the because the sport is young and maybe as we mature we're going to see people like aframu playing well into their 30s yeah Uh, or or do you think that it's just the way it's going to go kind of like you know you sit hit an age wall in any other big sport you know any you you're 40 and playing football why are you still playing football? Every <laughs> single bone in your body is broken. Unless you're you the can't. kicker, which is awesome. There's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, right. Unless you're the <laughs> kicker. Um, but so, so but do you think that it's something that'll be overcome? We haven't gotten there yet. It's just the age. Or do you think that there's like a hard line here? Like at a certain point, your reflex is slow and you just, you just can't keep up. I think, I think honestly, it's in, it's just, it's new. Um, because a lot of people, it, you know, you want to go back to like, oh, well, I'm getting too old for video games. Everyone has that really weird mentality about it. And sometimes, oh, hold I can on, sit Dave, have like, you had that? Have you had that conversation with yourself? Constantly. Not with myself. Dude, I have it every I'm day. talking about oh, other really? people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to say that. I've helped, like, I've always had a battle with, you know, my family trying to understand what I'm even doing, like pursuing art and playing video games. And they're like, what is she doing? She's You're like double the hippie. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just, you know, people are kind of getting used to it. And as time goes on, we'll probably see a couple more older uh, esports players. Um, maybe as it starts getting accepted more now that it's starting to branch out, it may not too. It may just kind of reach where like we have this age bracket that everyone thinks is appropriate for esports. So, but I'm, I'm really going to hope that it's just that it's young right now and we're going to see more because that's, that's what I see. Like I would actually like to see some, a little bit more mature minds coming into the esports reign and not so much you know silly talk going back and forth sometimes because it's nice to well you know unless these uh younger kids are coming in with the mentality that you know they're actually trying to do something for themselves and the whole youth stigma thing about games is still around which is just laughable in my opinion because i'll counter your article with another one that uh i believe i saw mr belsauce share but is i think it's from npr but said that uh, middle-aged women or women over 30 have now replaced teen boys as the largest gamer demographic. Really? 
Now, of course, they're including Candy Crush and oh, Nintendo yeah. Wii and all that stuff. But still, I mean, that's just indicative of this whole calling someone a gamer these days is kind of dumb. It's like saying you wear yep. blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone, uh, you know, the vast majority of people game in some way. But for esports, you know, I, I've had this, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm 31. I've been playing games my whole life. When I was competitive was when I, why I was that age. I was, you know, 19 to 23 years old. That's when I had a legitimate shot at being a mm-hmm. competitive Warcraft three player. Um, and that, you know, that kind of passed. It didn't happen and I moved on. And I think, you know, we're seeing that with kind of the old guard of, of law now, the Scaras, the hotshot GGs, Chosters, chaos whenever they dig him up but um you know they move on to to do other things and it's not unlike you know i was watching a preseason nfl game you know troy aikman still does you know he's a caster on fox uh for football you know and he won three super bowls with the cowboys in the 90s so it's just you know every sport i think has their age and Mm -hmm. with with gaming i think having that stigma uh with with the you know, it's immature. You can't really do this the rest of your life. I think once esports has a bigger foothold in, you know, in the basically once all the baby boomers die die off, <laughs> uh, <laughs> once all their parents are dead, then you know, uh, it'll be more acceptable and it'll be seen as something you can do for a career. But I don't think it's going to change much. You might be able to play until you're thirty, like you said, and then then you're going to be too old and and your reflexes will be dulled and you should yeah. be sent to the home. Let, let's revisit this question when we're, when we're that old, I guess. When, 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 when uh, low elos. what, when we're 30. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Are okay, we going touche. off of who's the youngest on the team? Or the so, oldest? yeah. So we were both, I mean, Jeff, you with counter-strike me with Warcraft three, yeah. we were both competitive in that age bracket. Mm-hmm. And now we've moved on. We still play games, of course, but now we've moved on to, to hosting a radio show, you know, about games. So, so we're like the, you're, what you're saying is we're like the Troy Aikmans. Yes, we are. Video game we are Troy Aikmans <laughs> of video games, Super Bowl MVP. Can I, mm-hmm. can I actually, can I be the Charles Barkley of video Heck games? Heck yeah. Why not? You know? Right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, but as, as far as Aframu is concerned, I think that, uh, I'm, I'm ready to like him. Uh, we've formed opinions. I, although counter to what you said, Dave, I would actually like to see a little bit more of his personality in play now. Really? Yeah. I'd like to see just a little bit more because I think that in, uh, growing up and in maturing and in reining himself in, I feel like he's allowed, like he's maybe, uh, I, I almost get the sense that he's afraid to show some of that personality now. Right. And I think that just a touch would make him endearing, that it's not going to upset anybody. You know, I mean, I'm not asking him to go dancing on any coffee tables or anything like that. But, uh, you know, just, uh, just, you know, be a little bit more out there like you used to be. A but, classy kind of fun? Yeah, classy kind of fun. You know, it's like he's figured out how to, uh, he's figured out how to behave and conduct himself like a professional. Now let a little bit of that hang out, you know? Yeah. All right. We talk a lot about Afro <laughs> You know what? Maybe it's not that we have a secret love-hate relationship or an up-and-down or rocky thing with Afro Maybe we just, like, secretly love Afro 
You totally do. I'm starting to think that might be the case. I think that might be the case. I'd, I'd never admit it. You know? Is right. the cover going to be a picture of Afro Moo with a big like heart, hit hidden heart on it? No. Yeah, it might be like 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 with <laughs> pink roses around his face. Rin, I'm going to commission you to draw like 500 <laughs> pictures of Afro Moo. I hope your next month is free. <laughs> That's right, Project Afro Moo. Oh no! Don't add more to the project list now. Yep. That's what we're doing. We we need you to uh, recreate. Uh, the covers of the top 10 love CDs of all time <laughs> with uh, Afro Moo's likeness, if you yeah. would, please. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, next up on our list, uh, and let's, let's not spend too much time on this, because I think I already know how we are all going to respond. But uh, Riot, some months ago, introduced a, a new communication medium on their website, basically trying to transition to kind of a reddit style news board um and they've started linking stuff on their front page that lives on that news board and trying to encourage people to use it and even gone so far as really getting all of their comment systems and everything built into that same you know voter up and down meritocracy (laughs) thing it's can you already can you tell how unenthused I am? <laughs> Forget about the Galgamex. <laughs> <laughs> Consult the great spider. No, um if you get that reference, you know, good for you. Yeah, they're calling it the boards and, you know, Reddit is undoubtedly huge. I mean, yeah. Reddit is a big deal. And in the way that Facebook is the internet for lots and lots of people, Reddit is the internet for lots and lots of people. At work, they'll just, they'll surf Reddit, they'll look for funny stuff, they'll go into their favorite subreddits, all that stuff. I get it, that's fine. That's, but I've never liked the Reddit the way it's set up. Uh, and I, maybe I'm old school, but I like a good old fashioned forum, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and I hate forums. I think forums are stupid. Um, and, and I, I love Reddit. I really do. I think Reddit is a fantastic medium for finding out what other people are talking about. Yes. What people enjoy, like, you know, what's popular and what's hot. The latest funny picture of a cat. Yeah. 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 But what it's not good for is organizing like, you know, a, a set of events. Um, and I don't like and for and that's the one thing that I'd never do for it. like I would never go to reddit for my news because I wouldn't get news I would get what's popular news right now yeah mm-hmm. I I wouldn't to find out what different opinions are about something <clears throat> because you know and I'll I'll take this from you Jeff but give you credit you know you said that in a in a reddit style board like riots trying to do every comment is a popularity contest yes it it, it yeah. absolutely is. And that's what it is on Reddit, too. That's why it's not a good place to get, you know, a set of different opinions in a single thread. You have to go looking for those opinions. It's because if something is unpopular, it gets buried. And it's the same thing with the Reddit or with the uh, with the boards. If it's unpopular, it gets buried. It's not an equal voice or anything like that, which a forum technically is. Now, something that's unpopular may fade away in a forum because it, you know, other new posts come up, 
and there's more activity in them. And but so there's a permanent record the there. Yeah, exactly. There's, that, well, <laughs> yeah, there's it, a permanent record. It's not on, hidden because of downvotes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and um, something that and it's not a you know it's not a popularity contest on a forum. Yeah. It's you know you're not sitting there like hoping that a whole bunch of people upvote your thread so that more people will read it. Um, you know, because oftentimes the you know most important topics are unpopular. Yeah, and the ancient Greeks actually warned us against democracy. <laughs> All right, you know, everyone's like, "Yeah, America, democracy." One, we're not a democracy; we're a republic. Two, uh, you know, there's a logical fallacy called ad populum, which means that if just because something's popular doesn't mean it's true and or right. Right. For example, it just best, means it's popular. Best-selling truck in its class doesn't mean you should buy it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make it I mean, better than the others. It, it kind of goes, I mean, I, th- I think the more pessimistic way that you could say the same thing is that uh, what the people want isn't always what's best for them. Yep. Right. You know, and, and it's, and that's the problem. It's like, you know, I, I love the idea of getting, you know, uh, a free house and a, everyone gets a Lamborghini and nobody has to work. I want a dozen cupcakes in the mail every morning. Yeah, exactly. You know, getting, <laughs> getting a, uh, a pole of donuts delivered to me at my desk every day. You know what? I really like the idea. <laughs> but All in of the Red Bull and chocolate milkshakes and, uh, okay, what? Yeah, but, but an endless supply of Red Bull and chocolate milkshakes or donuts or cupcakes or Lamborghinis is not good for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just no. not. And, you know, if, if we bandwagon and, you know, all form together to create a coalition that was going to deliver us nothing but cupcakes and donuts, <laughs> And Red Bull and Lamborghinis, then we're all just going to be gigantic fat people stuck inside of our tiny little sports cars. <laughs> and but, but that and but that's what that style of news aggregator feeds into. It yeah. creates a bunch of fat people in sports cars. <laughs> that's that's uh, basically, you know, a redditor. <laughs> God, hate mail. God, I can see the hate mail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, let, I think we should drop it before the hate mail gets too bad. Yeah. I love you guys. Uh, I just, I just wish Riot would reconsider the pushing this, uh, this whole agenda. Yeah. Period. We don't like it. It's yeah. bad. Stop it. Boo, get off my lawn. Well, it, it, like I would, I would occasionally participate in the forums. And then when they debuted this thing, I jumped in there for like a couple weeks and I'm like, I'm going to try and like this. And when I saw like everything that I got, uh, that I posted basically hitting the exact 50% po- uh, mark where like every time someone upvoted it, uh, somebody else would downvote it, <laughs> staying at zero, but there's still being like these long lines of conversation. So people are like talking inside of it, but, th- but it's just completely buried. Yep. Behind, you know, uh, Riot, please, why isn't there a naked Katarina skin? Yeah. yeah. You and know, I was just like, okay, even, you know what? Even I'm Riot's like own posts is like, it's like those links at the bottom of, of like those article, those articles and stuff that 
they're they try to look like legitimate articles, but they're definitely ads. Yeah. You know, like top ten theme teams. Like you know, it's like, come on. Come yeah. on, right. It's like they, they could have done the exact same thing as a post on their website. And it would have yeah. been great. You know, I would have read it and I'd been like, you know what? This is a great blog yeah, post that's and neat. I enjoy this. Yeah. But because it's because actually a lot of because of its location, I'm just like this just, you know, the presentation looks amateurish and lazy and mm-hmm. I don't want to have anything to do with it. So mm-hmm. okay, humbug. we're going to we're going to. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Let's> just, <laughs> If if you have something to say about that format, then go ahead and send it in, team at lowelo.com. And if it gets enough upvotes. <laughs> yeah, right. If it gets enough upvotes from those we might of us talk uh, about who it. read that email, they might, we might talk about it again. Oh, man. Okay, you know what? Let's head into our uh, final one right now. It's uh, We want to talk a little bit about self-esteem. We often talk about you know how to conduct yourself, how to behave, how to work with others and everything. But uh, there's a, an emotional component to a lot of game playing these days, especially with other people, that I guess we haven't talked a lot about. And that's, uh, you know, the your own self-esteem and not just acting with self-esteem, but actually maintaining your self-esteem. Um, because, uh, you know, if you followed every single piece of blind advice that we have, uh, or if even if you didn't, you may find yourself with... Uh, you know, pretty low self-esteem, like, you know, evaluating every single thing that everyone says and, uh, you know, internalizing all of it and everything. You know, you need to have a certain level for yourself. So uh, I think we each have our own approach to it. Can I go first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I want everyone, if you're out there listening, I want you to imagine. All right. We're going to want you to close your eyes and I want you if to imagine if you're driving or operating heavy machinery please don't close yeah, well, your eyes. yeah or yeah okay but if you're sitting alone in a park which you should be I don't know why well I depending on to, where the park is listen. I still don't want you to close your eyes <laughs> <laughs> I want you to imagine me as an elderly African American woman and I'm baking some cookies and I say do you want a cookie it'll make you feel better and then I point to a little sign over the door and I say, do you know what that sign means? Know thyself. And then you say, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, I was going to say, what, <laughs> what point are you going to tie this back as a Matrix reference? <laughs> the whole thing is a Matrix reference. Anyway, know yourself. And that's that's my big point. Is, um, it, And it's it's crazy to realize how how little some people know about themselves. Like if, if you don't ponder yourself, if you don't think about who you are and also who you aren't, um, then you might not, you might not have any idea. Uh, and you know, I'm, I teach writing and my first thing that I tell students is the, the first rule of writing is having something to say. Okay. The first rule of being a league of legends player is knowing what kind of player you are. What do you want out of the game and then without any apologies to anyone else you pursue what you want in my case you know and and this is no going to be no surprise to anyone in my case what i want is i want to win the game with champions who are very unpopular (laughs) you know i you know 
In the past, it has been Leona. Leona was my favorite unpopular champion. You've hear me, you've heard me on the show talk about how I can't play Leona anymore because she's popular. Dave loves an underdog story. I love the underdog. I, I don't just want to beat you. I'm more conceited than that. I want to beat you with someone you think sucks. <laughs> For the ultimate disrespect, that's what I want. Uh, <laughs> without doing any touchdown dances, just like matter of factly, you know, and, and if the problem is if, if you're like 99% of league players, what you do is you watch the pros, you watch the pros stream, you watch LCS, you listen to our show, you go to, you know, Mobifier or LOL Pro or any of those sites and pick up a guide and say, I'm going to play Alistair Mitt or Alistair Top because Alistair Top is so hot right now. And what you do is you copy the pros and do exactly what they do. Well, you know, that's if if that's what you want out of game out of the game then that's fine, but maybe you want to play someone else. Maybe you want to, you know, to to not play the champion you want to play for the sake of winning. When that's not what you want, then you know you're not going to have a good time. I think what what Dave's trying to say is that uh, every every single person out there has a different level of self awareness about themselves. Um, the you know we all understand what the things that we want and what drives us at different levels, and it's actually very common for that level of self awareness to actually be really low. And, and it's actually, it's easy to spot. It's probably easy to spot watching other people than it is to spot in yourself. Mm-hmm. That just because you'll notice that people who don't have that level of self-awareness uh, tend to also have very low self-esteem. And as a result, they react to outside stimuli, uh, in very emotional ways. You know, yeah. because they're always, they're always looking at how the world affects them. They're always looking at the impact on themselves, you know, they're, they're looking for that outside influence coming in and, you know, how does it disrupt or how does it benefit? But they aren't looking, they are, or they aren't aware of, you know, what their wants are or what their desires are. What is it that makes them happy about the things that they do? Yeah. And that exercise can actually be pretty illuminating. So like on, uh, along what Compi's saying here, a, maybe a good exercise to do to help, you know, with uh, discovering, you know, your self-esteem and what you want from the game uh, before you can go out and actually get what you want from the game and pursue it with earnest is uh, sit down, write down the things that happen in a game of League of Legends that make you happy. Not the things that you want to happen, but the things that really make you happy. And, you know, you might have to dig here. You might have to just think, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I dominated that guy. Did that make me happy? Or was it really that my team telling me good job made me happy? Yeah. Or I, my, I can tell you what mine is, is I like killing people or surviving when people thought that I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my What's favorite the thing in the story. Yes. That's my I- favorite thing in the world. I really have to tag in on this um, because you guys started going on and what my um, tip would be for this too is 
when someone is like your team, say you're getting the really bad flack of it, like you're trying to pursue something and you think it's really something you want to do, but you're getting, um, you know, beaten down and you're taking that in too much, try to turn that into a positive experience and make that uh, fuel for the fire. I got dissed a lot on Heimerdinger, especially before his changes, because he was he wasn't a very good champion, but I was very stubborn with playing him and I was determined to show people that I could play him and I could do it decently. And every time I got that victory, every time that I saved my lane, every time that I got um when I got my uh pentakill on Heimerdinger, like was the best feeling ever and it was like a legit pentakill. Um, you know, it it just feels really good and it will bring up your confidence too. Um, that you know you pursued pursued through with something that you really thought was good for you, and just try to hang on to it and um feed off of that so that you can make it better for yourself. And you're just you're gonna keep doing what you love and you're gonna have more fun with the game. I think. Yeah, agreed. Now the the path that I would tend to steer people down is actually, you know, I. I I want to say that it's slightly narcissistic, but it's really not because the there's not the negative stereotypes that go along with narcissism for this one. But it's it's just uh, how can I put this? Be a little selfish. Just be a, a little bit selfish. You know, it's if if you are always reacting to what other people are saying or what other people are doing, you need to learn to take care of yourself just a little bit. Yep. And, you know, maybe at the beginning that means puffing yourself up a little bit. But I think if you get the hang of it, you won't have to do much puffing up because you'll just take on the trade. Just remember that you're here to play. This League of Legends is your game. When you queue, that is your game. You know, it's who cares what everyone else has to say on your team or who the popular champions are yeah exactly (laughs) i mean it's like seriously do they know who you are you don't need to prove anything to them they should be proving themselves to you you know it's just like it's how let expect them to perform and if they don't and there's an opportunity help them and at the same time have the same expectation of yourself. And if what they're saying isn't helpful, then, you know, let them go. But just filter it out. Mm-hmm. Keep classy with it. I mean, be... Take in for yourself and be selfish, but not to the point that you're being rude. Yeah, we're well, not, yeah. I mean, we're not can, saying can... like, hey, maybe you should do this. Screw you, man. I'm playing for myself. This is my game. You you should be helping yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. That's not, do that. right, not the right way to do it. There's a way for you to be selfish and to look after. And I'm not saying, sorry, not to be self, to be a little selfish and to satisfy the reason that you're playing right now without having a neg- negative impact on others. In fact, mm-hmm. most of most of that is going to involve just not allowing people to have that negative impact on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I, all, all good advice. Be honest <laughs> with yourself. Pursue, you know, go or uh, go after the things that make I, you happy. Yeah, identify what those are because yeah. a lot of people aren't are going to be right up there. Well, you know, like we don't always win. But I think we always have fun playing the game because yes. we're not the super competitive. Some people are, and that's fine. If that's you, then pursue wins at all costs. 
Yeah. That's fine. And, and, but there's, but what helps us is that we have as a group a certain level of honesty so that if we're not winning and that does suddenly, and that kind of transitions to the point where that's going to be the thing that makes it fun for me. Yeah. Then I have the honesty with Dave to tell him, Dave, I want to win this next game. Yeah. And, and attitudes change at that point, you know, at least for me. And if, if Dave disagrees, you know, or if the roles are flip flopped and he says he wants to win this next game and I'm like giggling and, you know, whatever, then, you know, either all just like, okay, dude, what you, why don't you take this one without me? Cause I'm clearly holding you back. Uh, you know, or, or we just, we all put on our game face and we get stuff done. Yeah. I, but we're, you know, we're I, aware and we're honest. I grit my teeth and pick Leona, even though <laughs> she's popular. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Good yeah. talk. Like, I feel like we could have taken that one so much longer, but what else do we have to say? Well, I it's, think we nailed it there. I mean, it's, it's simple stuff. I mean, it really is, but it's, it can increase your enjoyment of the game. And that's, that's the whole point is if mm-hmm. you got to be able to identify what you want, pursue that, be a little selfish with it and, you know, don't let the haters bring you down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just go listen to Taylor Swift's new single. That's pretty much a shake it off thing. now. Yeah, shake it off. Rage is gonna rage, 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 rage. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's move into the second half of the show here. Uh, I believe we had a game last week that oh was met God. with a certain amount of popularity. Yeah, we had a game, and and I was, you know, before the show, I was talking to Jeff, and I was like. I just, we got so many entries and so many were so good. And I had, I just, I had to cut some. So if you, if you entered and I didn't read yours, I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, we, we don't have time to read them all. I've narrowed it down to, I think 10. Well, and to be fair, it was a competition. It, it was a competition. So <laughs> I've narrowed it down to the 10 that I think are candidates to win. Okay. Um, so let's keep that in mind, but I'm going to go through them. The game, if you don't recall, there's there's money on the line here. These are for skins. And at least a temporary spot on mine and Jeff's and Gankenstein's friends list. Yeah, so <laughs> um, you said so. I guess just mine and yours. He's yeah, he's 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 not gonna give you a skin. But we will. <laughs> um so but first I, I wanna share my vision of an advertisement for Michael Bay champion. And uh, it, just imagine, you know, a giant blitzcrank falls out of the sky, and there's a little kid on a bicycle, and the blitzcrank is just, he's tired, he looks defeated. And he kills the kid. No. The kid's oh. put an Oreo, the kid puts an Oreo cookie on blitzcrank's massive metal hand, and then blitzcrank, you know, he's revived, he gets back up, and he goes back into the fight, reinvigorated by the Oreo cookie. Oh, my gosh. You guys know what I'm talking about? There was, yes, that was I the ad it. for, and I'm like... One, Optimus Prime is a robot. He can't eat an Oreo. <laughs> you know. Well, no, he he totally can because now he has lips. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. So that was my little rant for Michael Bay, uh, because that commercial came on so much for the latest Transformers movie, and I was like, why give Tra- Optimus Prime an Oreo? Why? Is it? Anyway, uh, so. These entries include a lot of Megan Fox and a lot of explosions. And so, but for the purposes of this game, I am now going to temporarily change the word explosions to splosions. Okay. <laughs> because I think splosions is 
more in line with the spirit of this game. So the first entry comes from Priscillamancer. He says, My idea for Michael Bay remake champion is Gangplank. After dying as the most legendary pirate on Runeterra, he is reincarnated, reincarnated as the space ninja robot pirate Gangplank. He gets a new ship to sail across the stars, stealing and pillaging from ships all across the solar system, summer 2018. Okay. All right. It's like a Captain Harlock kind of thing going on here. Yeah. yeah. Devin says Ninja Turtle Shadow Clans, Leonardo Shen, Raphael Lee Sin, Donatello Akali, and Michelangelo Kennan with Shredder Zed and a special interacting taunts, including a four man cowabunga. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god! I need this. <laughs> and while that's not really a champion remake, that's an awesome idea, so I had to share it. Uh, oh my god. Uh, Nexian says twisted fate now even more twisted darker brooding and full of anguish over pretty much everything tf's cards are now made from a special mineral from space called cardium which enhances his power based on luck and anguish his cards are also no longer cards but ducks with jetpacks all right instead so this of te- person automatically wins a skin <laughs> Instead of teleporting, TF jumps heroically across the map, landing with a heavy, dramatic, and surely anguished impact that leaves a giant crater and that only Nike Megapad Trainers TM can withstand. So, okay. Yeah. You know, the, the Ducks with Jetpacks was pretty fun. Michael Bay, you know, he, product placements, he's pretty big on that. But anyway, all right, Chris says Michael Bay wouldn't just destroy one champion or even a few. His first move would be to change all female champions to Megan Fox. Next, he would begin working on a sequel. <laughs> uh, bad. He just does, a, he just does a, a visual remake of every single champion and then goes on to and then then make a sequel. Yes. Okay. Bad Abraxas says Michael Bay Nunu, an awesome giant robot powered by awesome explosions. On top of the robot's back sits who else but Megan Fox. Instead of throwing snowballs, Michael Bay Nunu throws money. Instead of <laughs> instead of blood boil, Michael Bay Nunu now makes explosions go off behind him when he moves. At the end of his <laughs> ultimate, Nunu explodes in a massive mushroom cloud with well, the words. But that's like a slow, right? Because whenever there's an explosion going off behind someone, they move like super slow. Yeah. <laughs> An explode massive mushroom cloud with the words Michael Bay explosion across everyone's screen. So yeah. Oh, they get better. We're getting throws money. We're getting better. Okay. The next one comes from Symbolism, um, who says Michael Bay ooh dear bear stance now Megan Fox form who stuns those she hits with bad acting. Tiger stance is now Sam Witwicky, who's the character. Played by Shia LaBeouf. Trashes, I had to look that up. Trashes, thrashes hands about in a fluster while yelling. Turtool stance now turns Udir into a ninja and increases tax, tax speed and damage. And he gets the, this unit is a nin- flipping ninja passive. Right. Phoenix stance is now boom, 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 boom. Udir turns into a pyro machine. I'm not sure what a pyro machine is, but every third attack causes massive explosion and passively leaves a trail of AOE explosions behind him that damage enemies and heal Udir. So. Alright. My question is, why would you ever leave Phoenix Stance? Right. Ta- Taco Bell. Okay, this one was really hilarious. He included art. Uh, Taco Bell is yummy. Action Hero Zillion is no longer just a time wizard, but a gunslinging bad guy fighting honey getting master of chronology. 
Black military boots, cargo pants laced with guns, and an ammo strap slung across his uncovered, muscly old torso. (laughs) His bombs no longer detonate based on a time limit, but explode when zillions turn away from that champion because cool guys don't watch explosions. That's hilarious. That that should be an actual champion effect right there. That the the bomb goes off when he turns away from them. Oh my god. That that'd be like chicken 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 in reverse. Yeah. Rewind. I'm picturing like um Zillion with like a Rambo kind of style going on with this chest and stuff like that. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Rewind now forces the opposing team to watch sick replays of Zillion in classic (laughs) kill cam fashion. Yeah. Like for that, would, that would be a, is great. His time warp is no longer no longer is a targeted ability, but makes the entire entirety of Sumner's Rift slow motion for a few seconds, Ooh. so players can watch a zillion casually pentas the enemy team in style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh like I said, he included art. So check Twitter, and uh, I will post that picture on Twitter. Uh, it's pretty good. It's, he's like I zillion. Seen this yet. I need to see anyway. This. Um, Akonomo. Says Leona is no longer a solar crested defender of purity because you can't win being lame. She is an intergalactic seductress from the future who has a chip on her shoulder. Her abilities no longer revolve around the sun, but accent her ability to control celestial bodies such as meteors, dark matter, and gravity itself. Uh, so he lists several abilities, particle accelerator, laser pistols, dark matter, but the ultimate was, was really cool. A circular skill shot like her ultimate, but instead of a wimpy flash of light, it triggers an eclipse over summoner's rift. And then the shadow shrinks as a meteor crashes into the surface and creates a Michael Bay worthy explosion. Which I think would be awesome if it yeah. like globally, sh- you know, created a shadow and then shrunk. Of course, that'd be way too long and everyone would dodge it. But anyway, Leona's. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like the whole the whole thing goes black, kind of like uh, yeah, nocturnal ult. Yeah, like a nocturnal ult, except everyone can see each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but it like you, you, no one knows where it's going to target. Right. It, but yeah. It and it it shrinks, 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 and then like you know, kind of homes in on where it's actually. Uh, yeah. If you can make it targeted too. So it, it's yeah. a guaranteed hit on one person. It'd be like a Clarth assault, but only hits one. Yeah. But it only hits one. Maybe it has a radius though. So that, that's like the trick is figuring out who it's on. So you yeah. can get away from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a really cool idea though. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, right. Ulysses wrote us a script. Okay. So Jeff, do you okay. want to be riot game designer or do you want to be Michael Bay? I'll be Riot Game Designer. Okay. <clears throat> Do I start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's see here. <clears throat> hey, Michael Bay. To make this as easy for you as possible, I've gone ahead and selected Ziggs to be the champion for you to remake. I think he's right up your alley. Hmm, let's see. Little Rodent Man, lots of bombs, four abilities that cause explosions. Well... That's not enough. We need to add more explosive abilities. At least three more. Military jets bombing the enemy would be a good ability. God, I love the military. What else? I see he's wearing goggles. Well, let's change it so he's wearing Ray-Bans. Get some of that sweet product placement. That's what League is missing. You know what I really... I don't like this rodent. Uh, It's actually a Yordle, sir. Whatever. I, I want you to change his look from this rodent yordle thingy to something based on this. 
this is Megan Fox. Yeah, make him, make him. Well, I guess it's a her now. Uh, into a fox yordle thingy. <laughs> I'm a genius. Oh God, help us. Oh my God. Yeah. So Ulysses wrote us a, a freaking screenplay. So thank you, That's Ulysses. Amazing. I do want to jump in here um, because there was uh, double docs. And uh, I think he had something to say about Timo. He said if Michael Bay took over Timo's remake, his global taunt would be buffed considerably. Every time he fires a blinding shot, Timo would utter a poorly conceived one-liner, such as, now that, uh, now that's how you're supposed to shoot, or I don't want a, pe- want a piece of you, I want two. Oh. Yeah. God. No, no, keep going. Of, His W. Oh, okay, yeah. upon pressing W, Timo would leap onto a motorcycle, gun the engine as he speeds off. If he comes into contact with any minions, he jumps over them as a sick electric guitar riff plays in the background. Instead of mushrooms, Timo plants bundles of explosives. If the champion damaged by these is Katarina, the slowing effect is doubled to achieve an ultra-slow-motion running effect. And instead of becoming invisible after several seconds of staying still, Michael Bay's Teemo immediately explodes in a fiery burst of true damage to all those around him. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't have that one there, but, but yeah, I remember that Teemo one with the motorcycle and the, yeah. and the riffs. So I think we have to pick a winner. Yeah. Um, or well, do we, we pick, pick two uh, winners? Do we pick our favorites and those are the two winners? Um, well, no, it's, uh, three, remember, because it's one for you, one for me, and, uh, one for... One from Eric. Okay, well... Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all owe that skin. So, uh, I think that no matter what, let's see here. Oh, man, this is so good from all of them. Um, I I think the Michael Bay Nunu has to be one of them. Just because he throws money. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, that's, that's funny, right? Yes. Um, and then the, the, um, what do you think of a, z- a zillion that, that I like the zillion until you yeah. turns away? Okay. I like the zillion one. All right. Do we, do we agree that those two are like top For sure. Twos? For sure. Okay. And then for the okay. third, I don't know if I want Ulysses for his awesome screenplay or Timo because it's Timo. Hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards the screenplay, although the Timo one was funny. <laughs> Hmm. Should we let Rin pick? Because you I know, think we got to let Rin pick because yeah. because Eric's not here. Um, so we're gonna you know let the interim science team member make the decision Yay! for him. Interns, oh, if he hates me for this decision, I think I'm gonna have to go with the screenplay. The screenplay just made me giggle the most. The team one okay. was pretty awesome. They both had yordles, which always take my heart. But all right, so it sounds like we've got uh, bad Abraxas. You win one of the skins for your uh, Michael Bay Nunu and throwing money. Uh, Taco Bell is yummy. You take home one of the skins for your action hero Zillion, and then uh, was it Ulysses who had the screenplay? Yes, I believe so. Okay, and Ulysses for his uh, Michael Bay redo of uh of zigs Sweet. all right cool so we got Rapid. now we have that out of the way thanks everyone for entering i mean we wow we did get just a ton of entries so uh thank you for writing in i don't know i almost feel like we need to like make it a regular thing now but i don't want i don't want to spoil everybody <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to no 
I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so normally at this point we would, uh, we would say that we've got a game for you or that we would have a, uh, we have a, uh, email Q-tip, Q-tip. Oh, okay. Cute. You know, um, so, I mean, which way do we want to go though? Because I don't think we've like spun anything up here. Yeah. Once again, we come in unprepared. Yeah. Right. I don't know who's who's popular right now. How about Alistair? Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I'm almost thinking though that because as this game is going to be going on, so will Pax Prime. Ooh. You know, and, and I mean, there's a lot going on at Pax Prime. Like Blizzard always has like the biggest booth there, one of the biggest booths, or not Blizzard, a uh, Riot has almost always the biggest booth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's of course going to be North American regionals. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I feel like we need to do something PAX primey. Okay. Well, PAX games in the past, I think we've done something to do with booth babes. Yeah, yep. probably. Um, yeah, you guys did, or we did. I think we've also done like the, the like trip to PAX where you yeah. like sandwich between a couple of heroes or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hmm. I mean, I've been to enough of these. I should like be able to think of like what's normal there, but my life is n- anything but normal when I visit a PAX. So. Could be maybe I'm just going to throw stuff at random here. Like, uh, who would you share your hotel room with? Any champion? It's kind of the same thing <laughs> as the car pack, though. You know what? That's actually that's that's, that's actually a good one though because uh, no one wants I've to pay for their own that, hotel room. Yeah, yeah well, everyone actually, like twenty people in a two bedroom. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why all of the uh, hotels right around packs are always like super packed with everyone who works there, and then yeah. everybody else is like going to all the like really cheap hotels in the area, sh- you know, shoving like ten people into into the room and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny actually, and I've heard some absolute horror stories. I've actually been party to horror stories, like you know, from when I was a con goer back in the day, not from packs, but from other stuff. Just sharing a room with someone who's you know horrible and gassy at night or something like that. <laughs> oh imagine. yeah, who so, would be your worst hotel partner? Yeah, so who would be the worst, uh, the worst temporary roommate for a visit to packs? Uh, you know, pick a champion, which one's going to be the worst and why send that into us at team at lowelo.com. <laughs> Nothing on the stakes right now, but you never know. Maybe, maybe we pick that up next week. Explosions. Explosions. Lots of explosions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what do we got for email this week? We got a few emails. Uh, we got one from blaze fire slayer. Uh, who just wanted to share with us some low elo chat room success. Oh. Said recently I had the luck to get invited to a 5e fire from the low elo chat in game. It started out badly and I was blaming myself for not doing a really good job on Sona, but our team stayed classy with no raging and the rest of the team offering helpful advice. We ended up turning it around and in the group fight stage and winning the game. So a huge shout out yeah. to Uranium Heart, Rick Riku Del Tora, Nemorak, and Pretty Fun for the great match. That's a great name. Pretty Fun. Pretty Fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good. And that's, you know, uh, we were talking about know yourself, you know, what do you like out of the game? Uh, the Low Elo Chats is a great place to find people who like and want the same things out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, 
you know, that's just another success story of, uh, and, and you gotta be patient. You can't say, Hey, I'm looking for a game and expect an invite in a second. You know, people, <laughs> people are doing their own thing in there. So, you know, be patient with it and, uh, you'll be able to find a group. What I tend to advise people is, you know, go in there, ask if someone wants to play. If you don't get a, a response in like a minute or so, eh, if you, you know, if you're down for playing, just queue up, go and play. Yeah. And then next time you drop in there, hey, who wants to play? You know, I mean, you might actually see people re- replying to you at that point because they were, you know, off doing something else, getting a drink, whatever. But, uh, you know, you'll, you'll meet people there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the need for sleep has an email. He says, I have a problem and I was hoping you could give me some advice. My best friend and I love League of Legends. We talk about it all the time, but when we get to play, I never enjoy playing with him. He is super competitive and can't stand to lose even a single game. On the other hand, I play the game to enjoy myself and have some fun. We lose about 50% of our games, as to be expected, and he ne- he gets super frustrated. I can tell by the tone of his voice. Do you have any suggestions on how I can make losing something not losing not be so frustrating and find ways that we can improve? Hmm. Basically, I want to have, I want to be able to play with my best friend and have fun doing so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Actually, uh, does he, I guess my first question would be, does he know that you play for a different reason than he does? I mean, we yeah. all find winning fun, but for some of us, winning is like the bonus that comes afterwards. Like we're always mm-hmm. striving for it, but if we get there, that's awesome. And if we don't, then, you know, we have something to work for next time. Mm-hmm. Um, which it sounds like your friend, that's not his style. You know, he wants it that game. And if he doesn't get it that game, then that game's a failure and it's a waste and on to the next one to get it from that one. So, and like uh, he, he said, you lose 50% of your games. Well, that's, yeah, that's normal. That's normal. Most that's, people that's do. That's what the lose. system is trying, supposed to do actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, you know, the people who don't uh, lose 50% of the games, who win more than 50% of their games all the time, they're pros right now, mm-hmm. yep. you know, or at least in <laughs> challenger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I guess, uh, I, uh, the conversation you said, it comes up all the time. See, uh, maybe with some probing questions, if he knows that you play the game for a different reason, you know, whether that's, you know, you can make the, the joking thing. It's just like, Oh man, you know, I'm just always here to play, but you know, you, you gotta win. Um, and, you know, if you can have that conversation, then maybe that'll kind of take the ease off because uh, it sounds like you guys talk about it a lot. If he knows that uh, it's that his frustration is showing and especially if he knows that it's having a negative effect on you, then he may do something to turn that around. Um, also, he who knows, he might actually be frustrated because of some sort of expectation that he thinks you might have mm-hmm. for winning. Yeah. And that's an, that's what I was going to say is that he might be fronting, mm-hmm. which is on the streets how we say he's, you know, he's, he's being super competitive because he thinks you want to win. Well, maybe if you told him, you know, hey, dude, I'm, I'm just having fun. I'm just pushing yeah. Timo top, you know, I don't care, yeah. you know, then that's, that's, you know, listen to this episode and, and, uh, identify, know yourself and identify what you want out of the game. And, and you might be surprised. It might be the same thing. Well, yeah. And that's, that's actually, uh, to take it back to that whole self-esteem thing. The other side is, is that, uh, you know, if he helps you to, uh, be able to play and have fun the way that you like to play, 
uh, then chances are pretty good that that's just going to help the win percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which, if that's what he's after, then, you know, that goes towards his goal as well. You know, making sure that both of you are having as good a time as possible is, you know, the best thing that you could possibly do. Now, if it comes down to the fact that the guy just, you know, just can't take losing, uh, then, you know, he's going to have to get over You might have to break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying to get rid of your friend. No. I'm just saying that, you know, it's uh, some people, they just can't handle losing. That's well, just no, the I, that they have I'm to be. seriously, you might have to break up. I mean, there are people, Jeff, that we used to play with all the time that they suddenly decided they wanted to do ranked and that was their That's thing, true. you know, That's and we true. never and see we, him again, which yeah. is fine. I mean, that, you know, life I mean, we're is... We're still friends with them. We still talk to yeah, them. Life is a continuously ones. changing river and... Yeah. uh Make you know. new friends <laughs> You know, but Low Elo is always here. Low Elo is always here for you, <laughs> dear listeners. Our last email. Oh, by the way, Need for Sleep also left us a five-star review on the UK store, iTunes store. Said, awesome. I've been listening for a few months, and now I finally left a five-star rating. So thank, thank you, you for chap. that. Yeah, thanks, Gabna. Uh, our final email comes from Devin. Is that kind of messed up that, like, to thank him, we make fun of the presumed accent? No. <laughs> no? Because America. That was our excuse. America. We're normal. Everyone else is weird. <laughs> and in Texas, we're even more normal than you. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. No, Texas is pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Devin. Oh, man. Has a question. He says, my ranked team always seems to stall out mid-game. If we're winning, we don't seem to have a clear, clear objectives. We mill about bouncing from, or as our friends in the UK might say, they faff about, uh, yeah. <laughs> bouncing they from land. They're <laughs> faffing about, uh, ward here and there, but we're not tanky enough to do, do enough damage to tower dive the inhibitor and turrets or take an inhibitor turret. How do we go from winning the landing phase, winning a couple team fights, pushing to pushing all tier two turrets down to winning? Oh man, this is like, uh, you know, you sound like complexity. Like that's what they do, right? Like even if they get <laughs> off to a lead, they just can't do anything Jeff. with it. You remember that complexity exists. Yeah, well, season's <laughs> over at this point. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, it, th- that, that's actually, uh, I can't remember who said it. It may have actually been Freak who said it, that one of the main differences he views between, uh, challenger level teams and, uh, and challenger series teams and the pros is that the pros know how to close out games. That when they, when the, 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 you know, the really prolific pros, when they are ahead and they have an advantage, they seize on it and make it turn and turn it into a victory. Whereas, uh, less experienced players or less professional players, they get ahead, they get a couple of, they win a few small battles, but then they fail to seize on that and turn it into a victory. They just use it to fuel the rest of their game. They don't actually, you know, use it as like a stick to beat people with. Here, here's my take on it. People can only resist giant minion waves for so long. Yeah. <laughs> and at a pro level, what people do is they willingly sacrifice the mountains of gold they would make by going top and, quote, saving the tower. <laughs> They're not saving the tower. They're going there to get the money from the giant minion wave. Everybody knows that. But, you know, so what happens? You're sieging mid-tower, the mid-inhibitor turret. The, the side lanes are pushing against you. Someone eventually is going to leave to go get that huge minion wave. Because it's just, it's like, 
it's like walking by a donut shop every time you go to work. You know, you're eventually <laughs> going to go in and buy a donut because they smell so delicious. Um, but at the pro level, they are willing to sacrifice the gold they would make by going up there. They're willing to sacrifice losing that turret even to minions to continue to siege and, you know, capture the team objective. Because yeah, no, like if they there's... know that they can win a 5v5, then they're mm-hmm. just going to sit there and force the 5v5 all day long. Yeah, and like you said, there's a point in the game where it's kind of awkward. People aren't tanky enough to dive that tower yet. Because diving the inhibitor tower is, is you know, is the worst to dive because, you know, it's up the, the steps. I mean, you can lose vision very easily. So there's a, a long period in the game where you might have won team fights out in the open, but you can't see, but you just, you have to get the minions in there and you have to do your AD carry. You can get one or two or three hits on the tower each minion wave. And pro teams, you can watch this. They will do this and they will invest the time and they will, more importantly, they will deny themselves the benefits of having, cause in a, in a standard game, in a, in a low, low elo game you know mm-hmm. someone will go leave like oh my god all this farm time i'm going to quote save the tower yeah <laughs> and then they leave and then all of a sudden the enemy team just 5v4s and destroys your team yep i mean how how many times does that happen he's like oh, i was going to save six. top i'm the hero right. <laughs> you know? yeah. i'm not the one who lost my team um uh, you know what go there's a lot of replays out there Go watch some replays. Go and watch, um, like an EG game from the first half of, uh, the summer season, the 2014 summer season, and go and compare that to an alliance game. Like just watch five of each. If you're a team and you really want to see how people transition, go and watch those two. Because what you're going to see is that in the first half of the season, EG had no idea how to transition to victory. And go and watch uh, Alliance playing in five games at the end of this season. And now you're going to see a team that, like, it's instinctual. And you're going to see very different decision-making between the two. And it it doesn't have to be those teams. You can pick any two teams that had kind of stalled out. Because you'll find that most of the teams that stall out, uh, they don't know how to seize on leads. They don't yeah. know how to seize on victories. And and the reason why closing out games is the most difficult thing for pro teams. I mean, I mean, this is talked about in LCS is mm-hmm. because it is the ultimate of sp- expression of what's different about coordinated team play versus solo queue play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. even with LCS players. I think even with them, the majority of the games they will play throughout the year, in the off season, in practice, streaming, is going to be solo queue. Yeah. So, I mean, it's completely different. Like I said, you're going to have to give up money that you might have otherwise made made in order to keep pressure on. I mean, because that's what you don't realize is that even though you're missing out on that huge wave top, None of them are making any money because they all have to sit at that tower because your entire team is on the other side. If they, if one of them leaves, you're going to push down the tower and take the inhibitor. Mm-hmm. So you're forcing them. So if you are at a place as a team to where you can kill them 5v5 and you've done this twice, like you said, in team fights, then they're on the back foot. You keep that pressure on even though you're missing out on gold elsewhere on the map. Anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
lot to think about there. If you've got uh, contributions, questions, uh, answers to the emails that we've posted, uh, entries for the game or round-the-world updates, anything like that, send your emails and art and otherwise to team at lowelo.com so that we can go through it, read it, and put it up on the air. So uh, I think at this point we normally go on to our iTunes reviews. Remember, everybody, those iTunes reviews are what help us get out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate all of you who give us reviews, and to reward you, all the five-star reviews will be read by Rin the Ordle. Hey, hey, At least hey. this week. <laughs> yeah, this week. Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not. I'll try to read them because you guys usually have very interesting names for me. So first up, we've got... New Dog Na- uh, Nave. Yes. I have been playing LOL for a long time and was looking for some pro help here on iTunes. Instead, I found you guys. Y'all Aww. rocking, even though <laughs> <laughs> the older podcasts um, cover outdated patches. I'm listening to them just because Low Elo Cast is so great. Five star review. <laughs> hey, you, you know, we, we don't pr- try to pretend to be anything other than what we are, right? We're comfortable with who Which we is are. amazingly attractive. <laughs> Dudes. Yeah, which and, is... And Rin. And Rin, yes. <laughs> not a dude. You're but. saying I'm not an amazingly attractive no, dude? I no, you're not. You're not an amazingly attractive <laughs> dude. You're a pretty ugly dude as far as dudes go, Rin. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Most of the Ooh. qualities that one would look for in a dude are <laughs> entirely missing with you, Rin. Okay. All right. I see your point. <laughs> um, next up, another five star from Moonmist118. Uh, absolutely love the podcast. It is very entertaining. I listen to it on my way to and from work, and it is really making the time fly. P.S. Bring back the support report. I messed that up. The support report. Uh, Anivia support is a new meta. You heard it here first. <laughs> hey, hey, the support uh, report is. I don't think the support report has gone anywhere. It's yeah. just we haven't done one. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's. If we don't get emails reporting new supports, I mean, there's nothing to, you know, same with, yeah. I can't create an around the world update and just, you know, share it. You know, it's gotta be, you gotta send it in. So right. Your send it. Kids. Yeah. Report your, yeah, whatever. What is <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Seashells and seashores or something like that. <laughs> um, next five star review is a little unclassy, but it's from Bouldertron and it has to do with being a rock. So thank you for the five star either way, my good friend. Uh, hilariously enough, but. <laughs> I don't think I've ever received a five star review that was titled erotic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking well, of attractive dudes. What- yeah. <laughs> if you want to see what Bouldertron had to say, you're going to have to log into iTunes and take a look for yourself. While you're there, slip us a five-star review, tell us why you love it, and uh, we'll read yours on the show next. And, of course, if you're not in the U.S. store, if you happen to be from another country like Canada or Mexico or U.K., don't worry, I'm not going to actually name all of them, uh, you can still send us a review and then ship it to us via uh, email. And we'll still read it on the air. Send it to the email so we can read it on the podcast. Do you remember back when we were talking about, you know, not being a knave? Like that was, yes. that was the thing. To, yeah, to I remember someone that. Who was like being a coward and not, uh, not manning up to their decisions or to the team fights. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a knave. It's yeah. like the title of an episode. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Which one? It, just, it just was reminding that new dog knave guy. He didn't spell it like knave, but yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's important that we remind everybody of our past lessons. Don't yeah. be a knave. Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Low Elo is recorded by the hosts, produced by Jeff Wyckoff, and edited by Dave Quarles. He does a great job. Our yeah, our website is lowelo.com. Better than I do with my outro. Jeez. Our, and this is written down. Our website is lowelo.com and our Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash lowelo community. What? What? I think Rin just saw the picture of Michael Bazillion that I tweeted. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Loilo community and you can join us in game in the Loilo chat room. It's all one word. L-O-W-E-L-O. My Twitter is EatGamer. Dave's is Loilo Dave and Eric's is not here because right now it's Rin the Yordles who's is Rin the Yordle. Low Elo is supported first by listener donations. For more information, visit lowelo.com slash donate. And don't forget to catch our new show, Foam Finger Hat Robot, at foamfingerhatrobot.com. Thank you for listening to Low Elo episode 120. And don't forget, don't be a knave. <laughs> <laughs>